Hello, I'm comedian and writer Sophia Alexandra. And I'm the co-host of the Daily Zeitgeist and wannabe comedian Miles Gray. And we're the hosts of a brand new podcast called 420 Day Fiancé, a podcast that features an elevated discussion of our favorite (laughs) reality show, 90 Day Fiancé, and all of its various iterations. Now, what is different about this podcast amongst all the podcasts that are available to you? Well, this podcast is 50% recap show, 50% game show, and 100% delicious messy drama. Yeah, so if you like the sound of that, listen to 420 Day Fiancé on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yeah, I was DJ Damage. All right, if you're listening to this uh, show, wherever you're listening to it, make sure you also stream on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Check us out over at iHeart and watch on YouTube. Um, our rating last week was 4.5. I'm convinced it'll be up to like 4.75 <laughs> by next week. Let's cross our fingers. The show deserves it. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, so um, lots going on right now. I guess we can just get right into it. I know a lot of people are watching the show that aired the day after Kobe Bryant died. This show is pre-taped, so of course you get it when you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, yesterday I was on live talking to fans mm-hmm. about my book and actually interviewing people uh, who are in the book on my Instagram, just mm-hmm. wait, finding ways of getting the fans uh, who want to know more about it, engaged. a little bit more engaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the fans came in and said, Kobe Bryant died. And I'm like, here y'all trolls go playing on my Instagram. I know. Yeah. 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 And Same. then it was like another one. Jason, go to... to uh, J- it was, then it was just like coming. So I just literally logged off live and, 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 and started Googling and then found out that Kobe Bryant, legend in basketball, legend in Los Angeles, um, Laker, uh, passed away. Where were you guys? I was home. I just actually, um, I woke up hella early Sunday um, to go to the Santa Monica stairs and get an early workout mm-hmm. in. And um, I was actually thinking while I was looking out at the, you know, at the sky and the horizon, how foggy it was, you know, that you really couldn't yeah. see. Um, this whole you know, weekend. Yeah, you could really couldn't see like a far distance in front of you. And, you know, to come to find out hours later, you know, Kobe Bryant and uh, nine others, including his daughter, or eight others, including his daughter, passed away after their helicopter en- encountered mm-hmm. fog. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Where were you? Yeah, um, I was up after partying for Grammys all weekend. I got up a little late, like, you know, well, you got up early. I got up a mm. little late, and I'm watching the documentary Don't F With Cats. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, just texting and watching the documentary, and somebody sends me this link, says... Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter crash. I thought it was a hoax. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen, right? So I click on it, and I'm like, whatever. And then I go on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going on Instagram. I'm going on Google, and I Mm -hmm. type it in, and all these links are like live. It's like a live pop-up. And I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. In In a helicopter crash? Yeah. And, man, it just, it it took my soul away, man. It's just like... It was very, very eerie. It kind of just ruined the whole day for me. Yeah, this has been a it's been a weird week actually in LA. And this is the first year during an award show season that I said I'm not gonna go out. Like I went to I popped out at hers Grammy party and mm-hmm. I went to Puff's house, but I didn't really like go to no party parties. And I and I had like a list of stuff that we were supposed to be at and my team went, but I didn't go because I don't know, it just felt like a really weird weekend. And then when Word. I woke up that morning and looked outside and saw it was because it was sunny if you remember mm-hmm. the days before mm-hmm. that day was completely gloomy yeah. i looked out the window i'm like man today's ugly day. I'm, I'm not even going outside today mm-hmm. so when i got it i didn't believe it but i had got a call from somebody who um told me that his daughter was in the helicopter that's when so mm-hmm. i'm in the chat group with my team mm-hmm. saying okay his daughter is in there i know for a fact she's in there but then people start saying all kids were in there. Then Rick Fox was in there. Then yeah. all the, you know, the Twitter then starts all these robot, these bot pages started putting out rumors to get people going. Because, you know, when the news is happening, when something like that is going down, it's happening really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we didn't want to report, uh, you know, in inaccuracy because Kobe, that's that's like, it's just the craziest thing. I'm still trying to process it. But I think the thing that was the most challenging was, we had just posted on Hollywood Unlocked a video of him with his daughter courtside at a game yeah. where he was coaching her on mm-hmm. the, the game. And, yeah. and then like her photos started popping up and then photos of them together. And I mean, I was an emotional wreck yesterday. Yeah, I was I was definitely in my feelings about the whole thing. Um, 
you know what's and what's interesting is like uh, on my show i'm here for the food we'd actually just done an episode where we featured a death doula because i was you know she told me what i was going through with my mom and cancer was i was having anticipatory grief mm -hmm. i was already anticipating my mom's death before it had happened and i was suffering i was already mourning and so it's just interesting that i had this whole conversation with basically like a death positive expert on something like this a week before this happened because this is just it's really it's so hard to process um not only because kobe bryant is like a global icon that there is guys in high school basketball in college basketball in the nba right now who are literally like there because kobe was their inspiration Absolutely. Absolutely. um you know he's a he's a global phenomenon wonderful father wonderful husband like he just he just was like the coolest guy and but to know that Gianna was in the the helicopter. Took me out. Thirteen years old. Took me out. You know, dreams deferred, like the very definition of it. You know, and it's just like, you look at her and you could easily see her playing for Villanova or UConn or something like that. You know, at, when she got to college, and none of that's gonna happen now. It just. And then I started thinking about Vanessa. You oh, lost my, your... my thoughts immediately went to like, what happens in that final moment? You know, I this is this these are my private thoughts. Yeah was she scared was Same. he comforting her who was you know how do you because i'll get in a plane and when the plane is going through clouds or extreme fog mm -hmm. i'm always wondering like how do you know what's ahead of you like yeah. what do you how do you know i mean there's rumors or they're speculating of course everybody's speculating that the fog caused it but that he, they may have hit the mountain right mm -hmm. or or may have hit or maybe flying low and i'm just wondering I, I was really trying to picture the last moments of you know did they know something was happening it looked like they were circling they said over glendale a few times or whatever yeah. which meant that you know um that, that uh that there was that the fog was a problem and but the, they didn't mention any malfunctions like it was just no no just the fog. i mean witnesses are saying that they overheard uh, a struggling helicopter mm. and it took me back to and i called a friend of mine i had went and I, on this show i had talked about when i had gotten to the beginning of the discovery of writing my own book it was right after we had interviewed jennifer lewis no it was before we interviewed jennifer lewis i went on vacation at hawaii and i was with somebody and we were trying to figure out what activities should we do and the one activity i had never done all the times i've been in hawaii was get on a helicopter yeah. so i said hey let's get on a helicopter and i remember being scared to get on the helicopter mm -hmm. but you know, if you've ne you have you been on a helicopter? Yeah, yeah. Have you been on one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you get up, it, for, when it takes off, it's kind of interesting. But then when it's up there, it's like hovering so slow. It's not like a plane going really fast. Exactly. But when we made a turn over, you know, in the movie Jurassic Park, they film it in Hawaii where they have the big old mm -hmm. green yeah. air. Okay. So they were like, let's go show you where Jura Jurassic Park is. When they went to make that left, the helicopter started making this weird clicking sound. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about Jurassic Park take me back now and the you know there were other people there were my people were it was just us in the yeah. helicopter but the the, the lady was kind of laughing like no 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 it's great and i made her land it i say all that to say i know how scared i was just in a regular ride i can't even imagine what was happening during those last few moments but um <clears throat> it, it was it's been a lot the last 24 hours in reporting on Kobe yeah. Bryant, watching the Grammys and, and Alicia Keys opening, who I thought did a phenomenal job, has been really heavy. But when you say the last few moments, I think that's one of the eerier parts for me, just seeing one of his last moments was to sign off to LeBron, who's now playing on the Lakers. And then not only that, him being in his hometown of Philadelphia. It's just a lot of things are just very eerie as you start to look at these last few moments that LeBron had. It just it just took me out, man. So for people listening, the LeBron, to, to talk really quick about the record that was broken literally the day before. Yeah, I believe it was the uh, most points record, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep, yep, it was the most points record, and I believe LeBron came in at number two on mm -hmm. that record. Yeah. And you know, Kobe was known in the game to not I'm not gonna say not show a lot of love, but be very competitive. Yeah. So to see Kobe Bryant kind of embrace. LeBron James, who's now in the Lakers. It was just like a big moment for all the sports fans. And that was his final tweet. Yeah. It's, it's still up there. It yeah. was it was a lot. Well, in the same spirit of what Melissa started to say about the uh, about Vanessa, then my mind shifted from what were the last moments to this right here has me literally at home emotional. I mean, because now you relive your trauma. Mm -hmm. Then you start thinking of your process of grieving, right? So then the mind goes to Vanessa. She's there with three more kids. Absolutely. Then you think the girls' school, when they all come to school today, there's only there's one open seat. 
Now they all have to process that she's not coming back to school. The basketball team she plays The on. whole team was waiting for them at the Mamba Academy. Mm-hmm. So they were flying to the Mamba Academy. They were getting ready to play games. In anticipation. And then they never show up. I, I just think the grief then just permeates just beyond you know, two individuals or a family and just watching the grief online. And I will say this, and this is why we've been posted on Hollywood Unlocked and some people didn't like that we we're posting, but we're going to keep posting it. And I'm, I'm going to say this and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but y'all know I don't give a fuck, right? White people need to be careful on how they talk about black people when they die. I don't even know if that makes sense, but let me try to unpack it a little bit. I love white people. I love black people, white people. I love everybody. But I always feel like when somebody in our community dies they're so quick mm-hmm. to either uh label us a certain way or go all the way back to our past or in some way discredit us or or, or demonize us even in our death mm-hmm. you're talking about the sexual allegations i'm talking about so let me go there yeah. kobe bryant literally if you look at him was a perfect person on the outside mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. don't know what was going on in the inside yeah he had one early on career uh, issue where he cheated on his allegedly uh, cheated on his wife. Do you know the details of that? The, the sexual assault allegations? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So he was, where was he? He was in like Colorado, Colorado. or something, something like that. Random. Um, and he had a sexual encounter with a girl who worked at the hotel, I who believe. Who was probably a fan. More, and, and more than that. You know, <laughs> uh, and so yeah. she claimed that the uh, that the exchange between the two of them wasn't consensual. I believe mm. that it involved anal sex. Mm. I remember that mm. being like a big thing. Um, and so when Kobe decided to do the press conference to try to um, clear his name, um, he had he had no choice but to cop. And Vanessa to- was there with him. Right? Oh, she was sitting right yeah. next to him, mm. and so he had to cop to the fact that he had you know a sexual indiscretion. Mm-hmm. But he was like in no way, shape, or form was it forced on mm-hmm. her. This was a consensual. Um, this was a consensual thing, and the charges were dropped because she refused to testify, but, and it was sev- it was settled and, out of court in a, you know as a civil matter. And when they tested like her underwear, it was like there was like three different times, three different um, people's sperm mm-hmm. in her underwear. That's so right. you know like. Hashtag me too. You're not allowed to blame the victim for anything. A prostitute can get raped, et cetera, et cetera. But. Well, I'm going to say with all due respect to the victims, again, this is less about you and more about Kobe. And this is not to discredit anybody who's been a victim of abuse because it's a serious topic. But I really found it. I'm looking at it like this person's had a perfect record in the in the game of basketball. He's arguably probably the best basketball player that's he, He's icon, that's I feel like, is an understatement. Yeah. He, he's important, not just to the city of Los Angeles. He only played on one team his whole career, correct? Yeah, the Lakers. Okay, so this person who fought to get his marriage intact mm-hmm. and and stayed uh, what appeared to be a faithful husband to his, and father to, to his family dies. And then you, the first thing that I've seen three different people do, first there was an MSNBC uh, anchor mm-hmm. who mistakenly said the word niggers online. Which was let's let's get back to that later. Yes, we're, we're gonna come please. back. I'm just yeah. gonna sum up. Please. Then there was I think another there was another journalist. We're gonna get her outlet who went out and 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 discredited uh, his death by bringing up the sexual allegation. Mm-hmm. She's been put on suspension. Good. On the Washington at the Washington Post, they should have fired her. And then there's a guy named Ari Schaefer, who apparently mm-hmm. is a comedian who manages the Joe Rogan Empire. He says Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late today. Uh, he got away with rape because all the Hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoy rooting for the Lakers more than they dislike rape. Big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper. I hate the Lakers. What a great day. Fuck the Lakers. Then he later came back and said, oh, wow. he later came back and said that uh, he was hacked. But then a video pops up where he says something not as negative, but mm-hmm. similar. And so I'm just sitting here saying, you know what? Y'all motherfuckers feel real comfortable shitting on somebody who's an icon, who's an important, not just to black people, but to all people. And I'm just so surprised at how, you know, the the reporter saying it was a hiccup and a slip of the tongue and she didn't say niggers. She meant to say Lakers and Knicks. She got mixed up. And you know what? I said that to my friend. I was like, you think she was trying to say knickerboppers or what the fuck was she trying to say? But knickerboppers wasn't, I mean, a helicopter crash with Kobe Bryant and his daughter. They they blew me up and said, nigga, please. Mm -hmm. She said niggers. (laughs) Because I was just trying to understand what could she get confused with Lakers. I'm like, was she trying to say Knicks like Knickerbock? Like, what is she trying to say? But you're you're not you're you're reading a teleprompter or you're in the field just talking. 
So either way, if unless the teleprompter said Nakers, because I'm telling you, had I made an error like that, I would have I would have took a screenshot of that teleprompter. I would have went straight Something. to Instagram. And I would have threw my whole fucking team under the bus. But that that doesn't seem like the case to me. I was really and slip. I was really taken aback at how comfortable people felt. Like you work for the Washington Post. Mm. Why would you feel like you could say something like that? The man mm-hmm. ain't even. We don't even know if they found his body yet. We don't even know if they found his daughter's body Anything. yet. It was crazy. That was a lot. First of all, the Joe Rogan uh, comedian, you're not important enough to get hacked. So shut the fuck up. You actually wrote that. Um, that's just my take on that. Period. Um, yeah, I, uh, it, it, you know, it's just a lot to digest. And, you know, we, we are focusing a lot on Kobe and Gianna, but let's just say the names of the other people who perished in, in the accident. Absolutely. John uh he was a well-respected baseball coach at Orange, um, Orange Coast College. His wife, Carrie, and their daughter, Alyssa, they all perished on the flight. Oh, my God. Um, Christina, and they, they, they left another daughter yeah. Uh, alive. Yeah, I think it's two. Actually, oh yeah, I don't God. see one on Good Morning America. Today. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, Christina Mauser, um, she was also confirmed, and um, and uh, uh, as one of the passengers who also perished, uh, Sarah Chester and her teenage daughter Peyton were also killed, um, and the pilot uh, Era Zobayan was also one of the um, the ones who died. So recently today, um, uh, Kylie Jenner posted on her Instagram uh, that this is a chopper her and her daughter usually take. And that mm. she's and the same pilot as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, you know, again, I, they're not arguing pilot error yet. And they're not yeah. saying that. I mean, there, there's some in the speculation. One thing they did say is that uh, the helicopter was hovering around 875 feet and circled at least six times at a very low altitude. So probably couldn't see. um and I would just assume, I mean, I don't want to assume. I don't want to add to that. Yeah. But I will say, it just, again, it creates another dynamic of concern when I travel. Because when you're going through fog, or if you've ever flown through a storm, we've all been on several planes. When you fly through a storm, it's mm. either severely raining or thunder, lightning, raining, and fog. You can't even see. So you're literally just trusting that the pilot knows what he's doing. And now I have questions on, like, our own safety. Like, how do you know... Uh, that you're flying in a safe and clear zone. Well, you know, know. I, I think airplanes and helicopters are drastically different. And of mm-hmm. course, if you look at the cockpit and everything, um, airplanes got all types of, I don't want to call it sonar because I don't know if I'm saying the right thing, but there's ways to see through all of that. You know, it's not just looking out the front window where it's like a helicopter, the guy is really relying mm-hmm. on his eyesight. Yeah. Well, with air traffic control. I mean, yeah, the air traffic of, control knows people's in the air. Yeah, exactly. You think about what if it, what if they ran into, you know, crashed into a smaller commuter plane you know mm-hmm. yeah we've we don't been, know we've been on planes mm-hmm. have you been on a jet yet yeah you've been on a propeller jet or yeah, yeah. does that propellers are just a like a g5 no i've been on both okay yeah <laughs> scary you, we've scary. been on it's both. scary yeah it's like the most terrifying and this is not even like a this a jet thing i'm just talking like smaller yeah smaller, smaller, air, smaller right. aircrafts yeah i always say when floyd sends a jet or he sends mm-hmm. a jet Please don't send nothing with a propeller plane because I always go back to La Bamba, the movie, mm-hmm. or Billy, is it uh, Billy something? I can't remember. But anyway, but my point is, is that when I said, Floyd, don't send no jet with the propellers, and then, oh, no, no, you good. Then I get to the airport and there's a propeller plane. I'm like, okay, it's only 45 minutes. The last time I was on a plane, it had propellers, and the back started like, mm-hmm. it, it just does this weird mm-hmm. thing, and then mm-hmm. you feel every little thing in the clouds. I've decided I don't care about going to Vegas no more like that. And I don't care about no helicopter ride. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Because the risk is just not worth it. Yeah. Now, I, I feel what you're saying because, you know, I was taking like aviation classes. And when you're on those. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. You, mm-hmm. That's right. And when you're on those smaller planes, you feel every movement, you know, every jerk, every gust of wind. But I would assume when you're flying it, you feel every single thing. I was. If I could show you how frozen I was when I was flying those planes. But I forgot about that. You sure do fly those. Man. At the end of the day, it took me out that his daughter was in there, and now they have a petition where they're trying to fight for him to be the new logo for the NBA. I love it. I, I think it's long overdue. Like I said, I think saying LeBron, not, not LeBron, I'm sorry, saying Kobe Bryant is an icon is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody, when I'm growing up thinking about the sport of basketball, Kobe Bryant has been there and been elite athlete. Yeah. And, and, least, and not even that he just he's in, he encouraged people to develop like a work ethic exactly you know Commitment. um like i do i know tons of guys that were inconsolable just like you know crying their souls out of their body over um 
over Kobe's death. And what's what's really sad is that, you know, a lot of athletes, they have a really difficult time with retirement. They have a really difficult mm. time giving up, you know, like that that the walking through the tunnel and all the lights and the crowds and stuff like that. He was comfortable with retirement. He did. He was like, I did it all. I am good. Next phase of his life started with an Academy Award win. Like, it's just it is just so it's it's just so shocking and so like heartbreaking just how much he had in front of him. And I won't I won't even go there with Gianna because she had literally her mm-hmm. whole entire life in front of her. And I was, yeah, I was sitting there thinking to myself, how do you judge someone? Not by what they say, by what they do. We're a nation of doers. What's Mike Bloomberg about? Doing things. A middle-class kid worked his way through college. An entrepreneur, Bloomberg built a global news and information business from scratch. Mayor of a diverse, progressive city, Mike Bloomberg rebuilt after 9-11, creating nearly 500,000 jobs, improving health care and public schools. Now he's running for president, and Mike's the change we need. From chaos to steady leadership, from lies to someone who believes in facts and data, from divisiveness to someone who builds teams, nurtures good ideas, and holds himself accountable for results. Mike Bloomberg knows how to lead, to build, to deliver, to do. He'll win and unite this country. Mike will get things done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message because we need to deliver on the promise of the American dream. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. How, who is this comparable to? You know, as it was like maybe JFK Jr. or, you know, um, Paul Walker. Um, well, you know, the, I thought the, of Richie Valens. What, what, what I, makes it comparable is not just how he died. It's the sudden, like unexpected. Well, these are all people that died suddenly, you know, in the yeah, but like in, Tupac, in the prime, Tupac, exactly prime Aaliyah. of their life. Tupac was devastated. Biggie, I mean, there were who did you say? Aaliyah, 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 Aaliyah. That's a that's another one. But with Kobe, it's almost like it's a combination of all of them. You know, with Biggie yeah. and Tupac, you know, unfortunately, they were you know they were existing. In a time, in an era where there was a certain amount of danger combined with their lifestyles. Mm -hmm. Kobe got on a helicopter that he's gotten on a hundred times before. He started, he actually did an interview where he talked about why he started taking a helicopter. Because LA traffic was getting so bad and he wanted to be able to be present for his family. And so... Uh, commuting with a helicopter made it easier for him to get everything done. So this wasn't something, this wasn't an arbitrary decision to get on a a helicopter. He's been doing this for years. But it's kind of hard, it is kind of hard to like weigh this death again. It's it's hard to weigh any any death against any other death, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I remember when Aaliyah died. Mm -hmm. She had her whole life ahead of her. She was a a star, but she was literally like, I think, reaching the peak of her career in 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 really killing both film and music and the fact and she died just doing what she loved Mm -hmm. doing her job with tupac i understand what you're saying that you know he was you know he was he was in the streets and there was a lot going on between the east coast west coast but if you remember if you try to go back to that day there's two things i think that were just very significant one we didn't live in a world of social media where the, where the whole world reacted at one time yeah. and it was in your face and it's mm-hmm. always coming, right? right? And the same with Biggie. Yeah. Same with Aaliyah, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the second thing, though, is that Tupac at the time was such an iconic figure, not just for music, but for the culture mm-hmm. in film with Poetic Justice, with Juice, with, I mean, just everything that he mm-hmm. did. And I remember, like, grieving for him like I knew him. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't even imagine a death like that happen right now with with social media and you know we've gone through the juice worlds and all the different people passing Mm. but this one i think just kind of going to your point this was a man that seemingly did everything right Mm -hmm. this was a man who took this mode of transportation so he could spend more time with his family and still be able to perfect perfect his craft that Mm -hmm. all of us enjoyed this was somebody who you didn't see him in the press fighting with people he didn't seem to have no ego recently he was at diddy's 50th birthday party walking around uh with his wife by himself with no security taking Mm -hmm. pictures with everybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this was somebody that you feel like you could have walked up to and had a conversation with and who wouldn't have shunned you with ego i was surprised yesterday though that the nba didn't cancel all the games because there were players sitting on the benches, yeah. sobbing, crying. Like yeah. you, they came and focus on basketball because their icon has passed. Yeah, um, they ran out. The, think? They ran out the clock. Um, the panel. The on which game was that that they ran out the clock? Multiple. It was multiple <laughs> games that they ran out the clock in in honor of his number twenty four. Mm. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think they should? I th- I 
listen, I'm not, I, I, I have no idea what like, you know, the, you know, the legalities involved yeah. with that are. Tickets already bought. Yeah. But I, th- I think but. that it would have gone over, over well with fans well, and when players we, Whitney, alike. Whitney Houston died in Clive Davis's uh, upstairs from Clive Davis's party. And when the party, party went, went on, on, I was the most vocal person about how distasteful I thought it was. I mm-hmm. think that, yeah, people buy tickets. Uh, people came out in their good clothes. People missed, mm-hmm. uh, did, called in sick to work because mm-hmm. they came out. But somebody, something of this gravity. Absolutely. It's so huge. Like, can't, you can't cancel the Grammys, I yeah. guess you could, but but I love how they literally transformed the Grammys mm-hmm. in a middle, 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 uh, in matter, a matter of, of hours. hours to reflect how crazy is it what the Grammys was in the house he built, though? Yeah, Staples. Alicia Keys, now, I was talking about you last year because I felt like you should have had a little lip on and you should have, you know, you, you should have brought a little more last year. So she did. Well, hold on, but this year, girl, hats off to you because, I mean, I think she was the right motherly, earthy, mm-hmm. kind of vibey person to literally get them through that night. One thing that I will say that, you know, in the smallest measure, measure of you know, condolence this might have for all of us is that the world gave Kobe his flowers daily. Like he was yes. very well aware mm-hmm. of so that the, so, so the flowers he's getting now measure up to the flowers he's already received. He, that he's yeah. been getting for his entire. Sure. I agree with that with his entire life. Yeah. Like everybody always, whenever they would meet him, it's same thing with Jordan. Whenever mm-hmm. they would meet him or Jordan or whoever, somebody you know on that level, um, they would always say what they did for them, how yeah. they inspired them, how they aspired to be their level of greatness. You know, they would have the soundtrack of you know interviews that they'd given and sound bites. They had it running through their heads. And so that's just the smallest, tiniest condolence at this moment is the fact that Kobe Bryant had been given his flowers for the majority of his life. And he knew the positive effect that he'd had on us globally, which is really fantastic because a lot of people don't, you know, don't get to know that. You know, I struggle with, well, like, so I processed a few things yesterday, Mm -hmm. right? I got so caught up in the book and the and the details in the book and the and by the way people keep coming to me saying I bought your book because Damage and Melissa reviewed it because oh, yeah. the, your yeah. feedback helps so thank you but you know you've read what's in there right mm-hmm. and part of me wants to measure <clears throat> up to being my fullest potential but at the same time sometimes I find myself getting caught up in what the narrative about me is and I play into that right yeah does that make sense yeah like I want to be great and I'm great at what I do. But I really do play into the narrative sometimes. And I think a lot of people do, whether you, you grow up in an impoverished community, you're just told you ain't never going to be shit. So you play into that. Like, I ain't really mm-hmm. got to shoot hard. But but the one thing I had just kind of looking at it, because I'm now I'm like, I'm so into the details of what I'm going through in my mind and my emotions and the reaction I'm getting from people sharing their trauma that I'm like, okay, I need to continue to be very conscious about my work ethic the yes. same way that Kobe was. Absolutely. I need to be more mindful of everything I say and do, although I'm never going to be perfect. And, and I don't even want the pressure of trying to be perfect. I don't think none of us should. I'm going to try to keep in mind the balance. Like I have to give you the vulnerable part mm. without feeling weak because sometimes I do feel like people come up to me now crying and stuff. It does make <clears> me feel like oh my, I'm not that guy, but I am. It's just, I don't know. The death of this death really made me look inward and say, okay, I want to aspire to work as hard as he did in what I do and and show more of who I am and not think of the FOMO of missing out in an event during Mm -hmm. Grammy week or the vulnerability of crying and sharing myself in my book. And it's just so overwhelming because we only get this one life that goes by so fast. And and I'm thinking this man was one year younger than me. He was two years younger than you. Forty one. Yeah. I mean, and as accomplished as he is, all the money, the fame, the access, the influence gone. And you just think about like, it just, I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's just like this morning we got up early and went to the gym. I'm like, you know what I'm going to start doing? Getting up now, making this bed so I'm the fuck out of it and getting out of my house and doing something. And I was, just to piggyback off what you were saying, I was thinking about that. I'm like, the best way to honor Kobe, what Kobe stood for was that hard work and commitment. And like you said, not playing into the narrative. He could have easily played into the narrative of being a superstar years ago. His ass got up, did his hundred, whatever, 2,000 free throws, whatever, hundred types of layups every day, nonstop. And I feel like the best way we can honor somebody with that kind of legacy is going as hard as 
we can because that's really when you really look at Kobe in a nutshell bigger than him just being a great player he was so committed to his dream and his passion he never gave up no matter how many flowers he got no matter how many times he lost no matter who was on his team he was so committed to his work ethic and the balance of still being equally there for his kids absolutely and as a black man I, I feel like one thing that's missing in the narrative today about his legacy is how he showed people you can have it all. You can be lit, you can be rich, you can be successful, you can be good looking, you can have a beautiful family, mm-hmm. you can make a mistake and still come back and be the man that you want to be. You're all of that. And I don't know how you really sum it up and I still don't feel like all the recognition he's yet to receive has been done yet. Like you've had everybody from presidents to Michael Jordan to Shaq, I mean Shaq, Shaq's son shared, Sharif, shout out to Sharif, shared a private message between him and Kobe on Instagram where Kobe was checking on him after he had uh, his procedure. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, for for you to be that big and busy and, and removed from what the world is really doing in your retirement, to still be that dialed in shows a sense of compassion and character. And, you know, I, I think we should all strive to be like Kobe. I've never had the privilege of meeting and talking to him. I've seen, you know, I've been at games, courtside yeah. games and have watched him play. I don't really watch uh, uh, basketball, but I just recently said like LA really hasn't been the same since uh, Kobe stopped playing. Yeah, his um, he w- he was moving his legacy in the direction of coaching. You know, that's what what he, he was doing with Gianna and her team. Um, and he was he just was o- he just was always offering him himself up to anybody who needed it. So that doesn't surprise me that mm-hmm. he was involved. You know, that he extended himself to mm-hmm. Shaq's son. Um, and, you know, I, I also just watched his uh, animated short that he won the Oscar for, Dear Basketball. And you got to watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Well, when I went back to Stockton, there were these three girls. Do you remember those three girls who played basketball at Edison High School? Their, my, their faces have been in my mind all day uh, because they're young female basketball players. And I said to them, I said, listen, if you really are serious, you guys, you guys want this, like, Tell your coach to sponsor a trip to L.A. I'll set up a meeting with the Sparks. I'll do whatever I can to like put you in the right room with people. Because now looking at Gianni, I kind of see them. Like these are young girls, clearly around the same age, 14, 15, 13, mm-hmm. who have the ambitions to be great. And they still have a chance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Prayers to Vanessa, the other three kids. I can't even imagine. I mean, I know what it feels like to lose somebody suddenly. But I can't even imagine the... You know, everybody's expected to come home. The youngest one is you know, Capri. She's seven months old. Yeah. She's never really, she's not going to remember her yeah. father. Like, she's going to know him by way of, you know, Images pictures and, and videos, videos et cetera. Yeah. But, like, she's not going to, like, remember what it was like to have her Sad. father hold her and stuff like that. So it's like, it's heartbreaking. So how, have you processed it with your son or has he asked or does he know who Kobe is? My son is not really into sports like that. But I just think as a father, man, like, like I said, hearing Kobe died in a helicopter crash was already devastating and then when they said his daughter i just i couldn't even like for a minute i couldn't even breathe because mm-hmm. that feeling of losing your child especially that this child was really walking in the likeness of her father mm-hmm. like they have clips on um tv where yeah. she's making the same moves as her dad it's like scary and it's like to lose i can't i, don't, I can't even put it there's in the a words. picture who there's a picture out there um I'm going to put the picture right here so people can see it on the audio, on the video. But he's playing the game and he walks over to her and he turns around and puts his hand behind his back and she lap, daps him up. Mm-hmm. They keep putting these pictures up. I ain't strong enough. I literally told myself this morning, okay. I'm not going to social media for a minute. Let the team do it. They processing it because I never had the um, I had never had that relationship with my dad, you know, where I would know what it feels like to lose a father. But I do know what it feels like to lose a father figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine, especially somebody who's following in his footsteps, who's studying the game that, she, you know, and she probably did that, of course, because she looked up to him. And I, I'm telling you, before I found out she was in a helicopter, I was thinking to myself, like, thank God he has a daughter still here that can walk in his likeness and kind of carry that on. And like I said, when I found out she was actually in a helicopter, bro, I couldn't. 
I don't even know how to explain it. So last year it we lost Nipsey Hussle here in L.A., and now we've lost uh, Kobe. I don't even understand how to how to make sense of all this. I would say, though, that the one thing I love about living in Los Angeles uh, is the people do know how to pull together as a community. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was the Rodney King riots and them rioting for what they believe was social injustice or whether it's, um, you know, the Latino community banding together and marching because uh, of them wanting to you know, attack uh, Mexican Americans, mm-hmm. um, or the the deaths of Nipsey and 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 um, Kobe. I feel like this community does know how to pull together, but damn, like the grieving has to stop at some point because you can't go nowhere in L.A. without still hearing about Nipsey. And I haven't, even, I've yet to be out. I couldn't even believe people were partying after the Grammys yesterday. I'm like, what? what they, were, they were celebrities were submitting videos of them twerking with people and dancing. I'm like, how could you even be in this city? I, I couldn't do it. Not I me do either. It. Not yeah, me I either. I couldn't do it. And nope. shout out to Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, all the legends, Scottie Pippen, who I saw today, uh, uh, Jerry West, all the legends who are coming together and, and embracing his legacy mm-hmm. and making sure that they're out there in front of everybody saying you know great memories about him because you just never really know what people are going to say when you die. You know? Man. Yeah. Like I said, icon is an understatement. So we're going to try to transition out of that. Uh, the Grammys last night, uh, again, Alicia Keys, my hat off to you. She did a song. Um, uh, she did a song that she mm-hmm. had written that I thought was actually pretty catchy. You know what I mean? To catch, to get people engaged where she was talking about all of them in the audience because everybody just looks so sad. But you could also see like on the face of Ariana Grande and other people who were just really like trying to put their arms around her because mm-hmm. she had a hard ass job. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine? Yeah getting up there and trying to entertain after probably rehearsing for weeks and then that boom yeah mm-hmm. so this happened well there are some behind the scenes of her because she partnered with instagram to show kind of behind the scenes of what was happening and yeah. she like candidly was like yo we're literally trying to pull this whole show together and go in a different direction um shout out to rico love i ran into him yesterday at brunch rico day before yesterday and i and i say when you come on the show he goes ah man Ain't got no messy shit to go on that show. I said, you, you no, ain't he know need to come on the show. I said, you ain't always going to go on the show. But what he told me was, he's a trustee for the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you know what I asked him. Mm. What's up? <laughs> but old girl getting kicked out. The, the, mm-hmm. the president, you know? Yeah. And basically, you know, he sounded like he was conflicted. Because on one hand, he supports her and the change and need for diversity. And he's for all that. And he said, he's the highest ranking person of color now at the Grammys having gone from being a captain to a trustee or whatever. But the trustees removed the new CEO, uh, the new president, because of some alleged misconduct. I think some of the challenges that they're having now is that she's out now saying that producers, she's alleging that producers, they fix the process Mm -hmm. to work towards what they want to produce for TV versus it being for the actual talent. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't like that. But I invited him on the show. I think he'd be great. But I'm, I'm still disappointed that this woman is not there. Man, I, I I wish I had it written down all the stuff she she came out to say. Oh yeah, the sexual she's, allegations. She, yeah, she's going out in a blaze of glory. Um, you know them saying they're taking on certain law forms, I mean, law firms that are conflict of interest. It's like a laundry list of things she's saying, and then I, I feel like I get a sl- I, I'm slightly conflicted also because it's like you knew all this there, and is it because you're not there working now that you want to blow the whistle or? You know, if it didn't go your way, would you mention these things? No, and she's saying she's she's saying that these are the things that she was trying to change. She'd only oh, okay. been there for less than a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, she okay. just got there. So I think. Yeah, for, yeah that's what I'm just trying to understand it. See, like one thing that Rico said was he said, you know, it's one thing to come in a room and say, here are some really sick, significant issues I have with the Grammys that we need to change. Mm-hmm. And the board saying we agree to then getting removed and coming out and saying, these are all the things I wanted to change and they didn't let me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, so he's like, the optics are off. Yeah. And he was like, it's not what it looks like because we agree with a lot of what she said. She's coming in to change an institution. Yeah. Which I understand, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't change a culture overnight and you really got to be strategic, especially something like that where you're addressing things that may have systemic or, you know, layers of racism. It was a lot of big shit she was blowing the whistle on. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big shit. Well, she just just sums it all up by by saying this is a boys club mentality, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there was no room for her and she just, you know, her hand got too close to the fire. Um, And... I don't know. I uh, I would really love if he came on the show to have more of like yeah. an in-depth yeah. discussion about it. I'll call you him know? later. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Nicki Minaj's brother got sentenced to life in prison for child molest or child rape, mm-hmm. raping a child. Yeah. Uh, it's just the news. I don't. I don't create the news per se. I just report on it. Uh, what do you think? Any? What I think about a child rapist? <laughs> he should be in. What are the details of the case? <laughs> I mean, like, I, what are what like what what was the evidence against him to where he was convicted? And I mean, given? if you have a living victim, that's a pretty good that's pretty good evidence. And okay, and there's, they there's found no, wait, there's, semen somewhere. He was found guilty. I, I don't think there's any question he's guilty. Yeah. Mm. Are you questioning his guilt? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about oh, it. Okay, yeah. like I really honestly don't didn't know much about the case itself, but. Well, people are mad that we're using Nicki Minaj's name in the headline. Let's be very clear. Like, Nicki Minaj's name is the last thing that I want to come through these lips. But unfortunately, that's who he is, and that's been a very public case. So we've we've uh, covered it. You know, we don't plan to cover it too much longer. I am going to mail him a copy of my book. I think he needs to hear from a person who's been a victim of child molest so he can understand how people live with it after the fact. Maybe we send, send Nicki a copy, too. All right. Mm-hmm. So what else is going on? Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, Tanache. And I think anybody that supports child rapists or sex people who victimize people, yes. if you cover up, if you pay their legal bills, if you fucking go and put feta cheese in the refrigerator, you should go to prison too. I think the whole fucking Wait, feta cheese in the refrigerator. I'm just saying, if there's any support given to pedophiles, oh. yeah. if you give them a ride to the airport, you know, uh, yeah, all of you should go to prison. I'm not saying that's the case of Nicki Minaj. I'm just saying in the case of anybody who fucking supports a child rapist who gets convicted for life. But I'm sorry. Uh, what were we talking about? We were going on to the next story. Okay. Um, Tanache. Am I saying? I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. uh, Because I said. This girl girl wears me thin. And you know, I don't have abs yet. So, you know, wearing me thin is not a. Okay, well, she says that she was drunk for six months after discovering that Ben Simmons was dating Kendall Jenner. She basically Mm. says that she found out with everybody. Um, And she revealed this at the Rock Nation brunch, which is this past weekend. Wow. Um, And uh, she. Her exact words were, um, it may have been the worst day of my life, but it's okay. Uh, I drank for like six months after that. Are you kidding me? I was like wasted for months, but I'm okay now. Uh, However, her mother aided her in getting her through the difficult period. And she goes on to say it was terrible. It was bad. Like it was bad, but I'm good now. So... You know, I didn't follow this story too close about Basically, Tanache and Ben. Tanache, I think the, she, they were going out for like eight months. Her and Ben. Simmons I knew were that going for eight months. But and did he get caught cheating? A few weeks later, after they broke it off, he's out with Kendall Jenner. And so he was single. I yeah. think the issue is that Ben has such a massive dick that once you get a big dick, you, big dicks in Hollywood aren't. How do you? you know? Know, how do you? It know does that? not matter. I didn't get it. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. I know girls though. Okay. I know girls. I know people who fucked him. You know, he has a large penis, an extremely large penis, from what I've heard. And maybe he just dicked that girl down so much that she lost her motherfucking mind. But here's the deal. I what I don't understand, what I'm perplexed about is, Tanache, you should care more about your albums. Stop showing up to the Maxim party, uh, performing in running shoes, looking like you're supposed to be at Running Canyon. I know she's at Rock Nation now. Jay-Z is not going to give her verse because he would never go backwards. Why would you go backwards? I mean, it's like cheating on Beyonce again. You just keep it moving. Mm. And then, like, Beyonce's not going to give you a verse. Rihanna's definitely not touching a Tanache track. So who's she gonna who who who's gonna go in and get on the album? Now, I'm not a hater. I just say what people are thinking. I know people, people are, like, are thinking this. When's the last time you played Tanache in your car? You know, I mean, I don't feel like Tanache makes music for me, but the efforts I have seen Tanache put out, like the videos that I feel like she, she self-produced and helps with, it's actually pretty damage, good. Damage, fuck this cookie. You no, are, no, no, you, no, 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 I'm no, dead no, serious. No, 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 I'm going to say this to the viewers. You are just as shady as I am. You're just classier than I am, but you're shady. <laughs> but what I'm trying okay, to say she, is with Tanache, I don't have any shade to her. I really honestly think she's an okay artist. Okay. Like when I watch her new music videos that she's put out in the past few years <laughs> and I watched her dance, I felt like she had some talent. Let me ask you a question. Did you watch Beyonce's Homecoming? Of course. Okay. So my point is real talent shows up and shows itself to the extent <laughs> that even if you don't listen to that type of music, you're going to go tune in. Let me ask you, you're a DJ, right? Yeah, yeah. You play everywhere. Yeah. All type, you play corporate events? I play corporate events a lot. You play for white people? Mm-hmm. Black people? Yeah. All shades of people? Yeah. Young and old? Yeah. Have you ever put Tanache in any of your mixes? I mean, I mean... The- <laughs> 
Listen, I'm gonna go ahead. The and last I'm, single I played I'm, from Tanasha, I really enjoy, and I think I had offset on it. I'm going to take the hit for this team on the radio for being the guy that says all the shit that you're not supposed to say because you walk the streets. But I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm waiting to get ran up on because it's just great content. 2020, I don't give a fuck. Okay. Tanasha, is she in your playlist? Listen, I just see your playlist. She is artist. in my playlist. Okay, what song is in your playlist? I don't know. Right, exactly. But so wait, so wait, that's, wait, what wait, wait, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like Tanasha. So let me sum it up. A person who DJs for the world doesn't care enough to put you in a playlist. Oh, a person who's no. been in some of the biggest videos no. in the world, who loves music, who listens to your songs, but just can't remember what they're called. Listen, I'm okay. sorry, y'all no. are shady today. No, 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 I ain't no, got no. time for Listen, this shit. She got one with Offset. We play on the radio. That was kind of her yeah. song is not called One with Offset. Please get the title. Okay, two things. <laughs> two things. Let's focus on this. One, I listen to shit like fucking Massive Attack and Little Dragon. Okay, so but, my but my tastes my tastes are all over the so place. So what do you listen to from Little Dragon if you listen to them? Uh, fuck. I mean, after the rain, oh, so twice. You know, oh, so you like, know a lot of their songs, but you don't remember none of Tanasha. Because I'm obs- y'all are shady. Because I'm obsessed yeah, with okay. Little Young Dragon. Thug like too. So you don't know none of Tanasha's songs. Yeah. Please just give me one name, one song title. She had one with Young Thug. I like. This How many title songs called one of those songs? I can you remember please? the features in the video. Hold on. Okay, I will give somebody ten dollars. Without looking at your notes to tell me a Tanache song. Ten. Two on. What is it called? Two on. Well, you're a DJ. You don't count. Ah, <laughs> I'll take that one. I'll give you ten dollars. But wait, hold on one second here. Can we just focus? Can we focus on so what the mean. story was? And she could at least show up in regular shoes and regular. Like, where's your can, wardrobe okay, budget? We, okay, hold on. For, for one second, could we fall back on the judgment of this girl so and talk about and talk about the fact that she was a young girl with a broken heart? Like she was in love with this guy. Can we just do that for once? And how she found. Do you out, want to talk about a broken heart? No, I'm not comparing her to you, Jason. Come on, let her have her moment in. You know, like she, she's, she's, she's being candid about a really mm-hmm. shitty time in her life. There's probably a lot of girls who could really identify with what she was saying. Are, the, are these the light skinned girls who feel some type of way of her saying the reason why she's not successful because she light skinned? Let's face it. Stress is just a part of life, but relaxing should be a bigger part of life. When you need to shut out the world and get to your happy place, listen to 98.1 The Breeze. The one Bay Area station that plays nothing but relaxing favorites for your workday as you unwind in the evening or escape for the weekend. Listen to 98.1 The Breeze or tell Alexa or Siri to play 98.1 The Breeze on iHeartRadio. Mm. I mean, I'm just, I don't know which girls were talking Kelvin, about. She broke this news Kelvin, at the Rock Nation you knew what the Nation fuck you brunch? were doing putting this goddamn story in here. You knew you were going to fucking set him wait, off. Wait, did she not say she had an issue with being light-skinned? It was the reason why she's not successful. Okay, so I'm sorry, Beyonce and Rihanna. Oh, wait, oh, they're successful. You know what I will say? I, I just am so sick of these young people who have all these issues with, okay, your man don't want you. Bitch, my mama, my man, my daddy didn't want my mama. So you, what? You know what I will say? What Shit. I will what I will say is that you know pain should be a cathartic moment for you. You don't even know that girl's song. Quit talking to me. And you should you should go. You know you should use the pain and go into the studio girl, and listen, get that shit done. Yeah, you know what? You know, follow, like, follow Melissa Ford on I'm there for the food. This ain't that show. We talking about. Oh, a, damn. We talking about. A, we talking about. Shame. We talking about a girl who. This is the problem with this is the problem I with agree. our people. We internalize shit so much that we go and we put our head under the cover and say, oh my God, she fucking my man. But what does Taylor Swift do? She turns into yeah. a number one hit, world tour. She's making okay, money. Like, but wait, she's not the only person. Mary J. Blige made a whole career off of singing about her fucking Right, name. but we, she's this, a this good generation example. don't listen to her no more. All that little, that dance is done. I'm talking no, no, about no, no, this no. era no, of the people. No, 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 oh, Mary J. Blige shit. is the Kobe of all these young Okay, well, you know, then singers. maybe she should retire too. She's not on Top 40 radio right now. Taylor Mary? Swift's at the, t- no, what name a Mary song in the last year that you've downloaded on your podcast, on your on your phone? Again, I listened to it's Little okay. Dragon right, right, and, and Massive right. Attack. So my point oh, is, I love 
my life. My life. Oh, I'll reminisce about some real love right now. I and, really go back to Mary's old stuff. Like I'm but we all, are what's also the 411 and and yeah. We are also Boy, old. you are yeah. young. You are young. We're old. You're yeah. young. <laughs> I go back you, and listen to some Mary. You know who Lil Peep, Lil Dirk, Lil Doozy, yeah. Lil Lil Y'all both saying the same thing. Instead of going no, on we're a, not. She's no, still, going on the red carpet and talking about your heartbreak, then making a yes. fire ass album yes. now that you're with Rock Nation yes. is the way you unleash yes. this news. So we don't yes. we yes. don't know what she's got in the pipeline. Well, no, bring it out. Bring she it. has nothing. Would you guys settle? She don't even have a proper Stop. performance she's outfit. A, she's got a sing, single. A single out right now. Wait, hold on, hold on. What's it called? Hold on, uh, uh-uh. Melissa, what's the name of it? He just said it. Our researcher just fucking. Told Everybody us. watching the show right now. Now you can say God you don't like it. me. You can say you don't like me. But just imagine if I wasn't we here today to call this messy group of people so out on this shit. Gosh. I simply came to work to talk about my book, which is number one on Amazon right yeah. now. Please go and check it out. Support Tanache, y'all. <laughs> Somebody needs to. Okay. Oh, oh by the way, gosh. Tanache, we love you to come on the show. Uh, Come on, too. What's and and, and Ben Simmons, please let your dick Feelings. out. Boom. Ah, look at that. It took a whole 1G <laughs> download on your phone <laughs> to find it. So let's move on. Fuck. What else is on this list? I'm sick of this okay, show Okay, fine. So we have a grandfather who paid his grandson $40 to take a morphine pill and urinate in a cup for a drug test. Uh, yeah. Ouch. So an 11 year old boy from uh, Mesa, Arizona was paid $40 by his grandfather to take a morphine pill and urinate in a cup so he could pass a drug test. Now, I know you're confused because I was too. <laughs> I was like, morphine pill passing a drug test. That doesn't make sense. So it apparently sounds like a supportive family to me. Apparently, I'm apparently the grandfather also has like, you know, likes the weed. And so likes he, the weed. And he, <laughs> so he didn't want that to come up on the drug test. The only thing that needed to show up on the drug test was traces of morphine because that's what he was prescribed. So he you asked his 11 year old. You still don't know a Tanache song. <laughs> feelings. OK, feelings. I'm in my feelings right now. So <laughs> anyways, this poor, poor young boy. He took the pill and uh, he started to show symptoms of a drug overdose and vomited several times. He was rushed to a local hospital to receive treatment. And now everybody's arrested. His mom's arrested. Grandfather's arrested. Everybody's going to jail. You're going to jail now. I mean, people are fucked up. How are you going to give your grandson $40 in a morphine pill and pee in a cup for me? First of all, his grandson is supposed to take one for the team. Your grandparents are like, they, they near death anyway. So they just try anything, right? Because they've already lived their life. My grandma, this is a real story. Okay. Shout out to Maybelle Tanner. I didn't even put this in the book. Mm. But she, you know, she had really bad eyes, you know? Okay. So she would sit at her kitchen table mm-hmm. every time we would come in the house. We just, all the kids in and out all day long because she had 15 kids who had each at least eight kids. So every, she had hundreds of that's grandkids. That's a lot. Mm. One day I came in, she had just had her cataracts mm-hmm. done. You know, that's mm-hmm. where they do the eye surgery. And mm-hmm. she said, boy, you're so cute. I didn't know that with the glaucoma. <laughs> But see, that's just her being shady as fuck, you know? Because she told me I was cute before, but clearly she didn't really know. She just took a gamble. But I digress in saying, maybe he was just one day like, you know, grandson, just like. No, 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 no. He almost killed his goddamn grandson. Apparently, this has been going on for over a year. Wait, he he was giving him morphine for a year? Yeah, that's what it says. Reportedly, the boy has been taking white pills and urinating in a cup for over a year for $20 a time. I don't know why he upped it to 40 this time. He could have gave him something else. Oh, he gave him a stronger dose. So they were white morphine pills. Now these were stronger doses. Maybe he had a headache. But the problem is you, you, you're turning your grandson into an addict young. Mm. Like an addict. That part. You ain't never had a family member drive you to drink? Drive no, you I've to had drink. men drive me to drink, but no, not family members. But forcing morphine on no. a little kid? <laughs> was he forcing, though? I mean... The you, kid was like 11. It's your grandfather saying it. It's co- <laughs> it, Maybe not forcing, it's coercion oh, well, and a, bribery. Was he yeah, oh, and money. If he was 11, this isn't funny. Yeah. I, I don't want to Yeah, he was 11. It. It's coercion and bribery. So, you know, people are saying that the kid should be removed from the home and put into protective services. Damn. I mean, it's, it sucks all the way around, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. Because, yeah. Lizzo lost big last night, didn't she? No. She won three awards, but yeah. how many was she, was she nominated for? Ten? Eight? I mean, I mean, she lost all the big ones. She won three Grammys. Two that they didn't even put on TV. Billie Eilish, she won everything. Yeah, this Billie Eilish. I think that I think Lizzo's okay with her lot in life right now. She's she's cover of Time. You know, she's she's, yeah, she's She's winning. She's She's phenomenal. Yeah, no, she's she's doing just fine. But Billie Eilish did you know sweep the Billie Eilish. She comes out of nowhere, like literally nowhere, and has the biggest everything in the world. And she's only like a kid. Can I just ask a question, damaged music guy? Mm 
and this is absolutely no shake. Don't ask him what Tanache's song is. because No, I'm not going to. What's the big deal with Billie Eilish? I've only heard her song Bad Guy. That's the only song. And I heard it everywhere. So it apparently got song of the year. Speculations about like industry plants and things like that. Yeah. That's what's the industry plant? Like somebody just kind of like um the labels or like the whole entertainment community kind of comes together and gets behind because that person will serve their purpose in every platform. So the Illuminati. Oh, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call it the Illuminati. Illuminati adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> like you got Billie Eilish, she comes out of nowhere with this number one song and yeah. now she's on the biggest festivals and now she's getting all the Grammys. I mean, everything. And I'm well, not she saying has, she has no talent, yeah. but I mean, if you look at her family, her background, she comes from tons of fucking money. It's just like, what is this? But I'm learning this whole new radio thing because even over here at iHeart, you know, Justin Bieber with his new song or new album, they put him on every single iHeart channel. Mm-hmm. Platform, that's the first to ever be done. Ever, right? Mm-hmm. So to be on urban, pop, rhythmic, top four. I mean, he's Everything. on every, fuck, probably country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> putting yummy on but country. But you, you can make a star. Yeah. In essence, no, right? absolutely. Because if you hear it in every elevator of every hotel, every place you go, your podcast or your ear, like your phone, your, you know. Yeah. It's easier today than it was before. If you put somebody on the top of a playlist and say, this is the hottest song right now, this new Billie Eilish bad guy and it has a good beat. No, I'm, why not? I'm sorry, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. But I, you're not the demo to go I, I'm for definitely too. not the demo yeah, yeah. because I do you, not. You buy don't even it. know a Tanache song. But I will say that we have a new show called Problematic, where I did a whole episode mm-hmm. on the. Did you see it on the award show? On the yeah. award show, mm-hmm. it was pretty oh, good. Yeah, Adam's pretty good, right? Yeah, Adam is the bomb. So everywhere we were going in the south, and all the black people coming to see me, I was like, "That's the shady nigga behind all the videos." Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> we love Adam." No, but uh, if you if you look at that video, I mean, the accuracy is really real. Like Beyonce, I think she was honored when she was serving that community. Yeah, mm-hmm. when she was serving that shit, bills, bills, bills. Now that she's given us like Spirit is a phenomenal song. And the video and all that the fact that she went to Africa and created that masterpiece with her daughter in it and, and she got a Grammy for it mm-hmm. but the fact that she got nothing else is just it's it's really kind of weird mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy if you think about it because mm-hmm. you could be that good and still not be good enough mm-hmm. in the eyes of these people in the eyes of these people who- and maybe that's what the for- now former president who's been ousted of the Grammys was trying to get to the root of oh they said she came in changing images on the wall mm-hmm. like take all this down Mm-hmm. Like she was transformed. Black girls, women who work in there, you know, uh, mm. I'm joining the Grammy board this year because I want to get in there. Mm. As you should. And see what's going on. We should all join. But you don't know, Natasha, you got to learn Tanaji's song first. Is that what I have to do in order I, to be, a, you know, on the, on, the, on the board of, I have to know Tanache's music. I hope Tanache just has one. the biggest year possible. Too. I do too. I swear no, to God. I'm not, I'm not a Tanache hater. All I do is I'm like a mirror. I'm just reflecting on what's happening. Mm. Side note, my Uber driver filed a complaint against me yesterday. I can't believe What'd you do? what? He picked me up and he went down the wrong street, which required him to go three blocks down to so make you a U-turn. No, no. I just said, sir, why didn't you go straight? This is not the right turn. Mm-hmm. I'm just following. You my- don't do anything just like. No, I was in the middle of talking about Kobe and mm-hmm. I was already down mm-hmm. and we were just leaving the gym. And I said, sir, I'm not going to say, sir. I said, hey, um, I said, um, you were supposed to go straight, not turn right here. Mm-hmm. And he turns right and he goes, oh, hold on, man. I mean, you, you don't have to attack me for that. Oh, God. One I was of like, those. what are you talking about? Attack? I go, you think that's an attack? I'm just simply saying. Now you're going to have to go three blocks down, turn around, come all the way up. And uh, and I ended up fixing the conversation before he dropped me off. And I and he still uh, made a report. He said you attacked That him. he felt unsafe. Oh, God. So oh, I filed a complaint God. against his ass for being racist. But... um. Anyway, well, there's that part. There you go. And yeah. so last week, you know, I was attacked by the police in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm following through people. They think on social media that I forgot about it. But I've, I'm following a formal complaint. I talked to him this morning. I'm I'm going to pursue that. That's today. a thing, too. My boy was telling me they did the same thing to him. In that airport? Not that airport. But that's like a new thing where like these random undercovers are kind of coming up and questioning you real quick. And I'm like, that's within the law. Like, but after you get through TSA yes, and security. It's weird. Well, I'll say to the people in New Orleans, uh, we are following the Jeffrey Parish Police Department. You know, we found since I posted that. You mean the Jefferson Parish? Jefferson Parish. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. The Jefferson Parish. So that place, apparently Mm -hmm. there's a video of them where they were arresting some some men of color and and allegedly shot a man who while he was handcuffed and killed him. Then there was another story that recently came out literally like a week ago where an autistic kid was either killed or beaten while he was handcuffed. Mm And then now people are sending several videos mm. and pictures in of these cops harassing them in the airport. 
Nobody at the airport knew who these people were. I called, talked to the police. They didn't have them on record. But since I have their images, the shout out to the people who follow Hollywood Unlocked, they went and found them and all their information. Mm -hmm. And so now we know who they are because they didn't want to give us their names or anything. But I just feel like, again, black people, we need to like, we need to stick up for ourselves. Fuck that. It's time. Yeah, wow. like, I mean, just imagine if that was somebody that didn't have the resources that I have or the platform or a platform that we share mm-hmm. and we're just out in the dark somewhere. And that's why ourselves. everything happens for a reason because they got the right one with the platform, with the following and the and, and the, uh, the guts to go up against them. Oh, yeah. yeah. they yeah. like, Jason is riding on the police. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Yeah. Wait, we didn't get a chance to talk about the, uh, speaking of um, racial discrimination, the newscaster from MSNBC. Do you guys really believe yeah, that talk, she... Yeah, a little no, bit, but we didn't really... Yeah, we didn't go into yeah. it. The so, Los Angeles niggers. You, so nobody here believes that that was just like a... Like a Freudian a, slip? Like a... Ish. But no, but like not that she... What is it that she said that she was saying? She was trying to. She was. She said it was like a combination of, of trying Knicks to say and Knicks Lakers. and Lakers. You're and talking it, about Kobe Bryant. Where was the Knicks? At? Yeah. Where did you get the Knicks ever? Where was what that? you think? You think it was a mistake? I don't think that there was teleprompter in front of her. Okay. So I you think, think that, it was an error. I think that she was speaking really, really fast. Um, and Knickers just slipped out. But, but it's just. But that's just weird. That was just the weirdest timing to say something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? You know, and you you know this stuff better than me. When, it, when I heard of a Freudian slip when I was going to school, it's like something that's in your mind, and then yeah, it happens that's, to that come is, out. That's what a Freudian, at a weird time. That's so what a it's like, oh, is. this is what you think. Yeah. Or if you well, sit in the back and talk about these people to your coworkers that way, and then boom. It's very true. Well, she's canceled. It doesn't matter. She has no fucking career. It's they took her over. off. She yeah. She hasn't been fired yet. Uh, she's still working and there's a there's a petition to get her fired but she's still working that would be really interesting if if msnbc kept her on because there's just there's just too much public pressure to like and this one ain't gonna let up i don't i don't think she's safe this one's not gonna let up you fucked with kobe yeah yeah on the day you fucked with kobe wendy williams brought it up today you know she don't she don't even like talking about these kind of topics she Mm -hmm. got emotional Mm -hmm. uh but she even brought it up to yeah i mean it's a a topic people are talking about i didn't see good morning america really talk about it though like i would just like i need to some bigger oh she's suspended told you it's suspended ain't but ain't enough that's an event while they investigate she'll come back but she can always go she gonna go to fox she'll be somewhere She yeah. could definitely get a this, job with Fox. Let's go to Fox. Oh, yes, she could definitely get, get a job. She can get a job with Fox because I remember one time uh, it was when um, uh, Osama bin Laden was killed, and I was watching Fox News. I lived in uh, Wa- the Wall Street area at the time, mm-hmm. so everybody went down down to like World Trade, um, American flags and whatnot. But uh, the headline on Fox said Obama bin Laden killed. I was like, you motherfuckers. They do that shit on purpose. They really I do. I can't stand them. But so he- she could definitely get a job with them if it was. If it was, in fact, a mm-hmm. Freudian slip. You know, again, the sad part that I was left with yesterday mm. was the thought that you could be as great as Kobe and they'll still try to diminish you. Mm-hmm. Or you could be as great as Obama. You found the terrorist that led us in. That was the that, that was, was responsible for the, the, the towers the cr- coming down. And, and a war that we shouldn't have even fought in allegedly. Iraq. Mm-hmm. And you found and killed him and you still are a bad president. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so confused. I'll tell you this. I, I woke up this morning saying I'm going to be the greatest I could be. And to some, it may not measure up, but I got to realize what my grade is. Mm-hmm. Stop stop worrying about, you know, uh, somebody just offered, said something about I'm nominated for an award or something. I'm like, you know what? If I get it good, if I don't get it, I don't. I do want an Emmy, though. Mm-hmm. But my greatness isn't going to be woven into whether or not that, you know what I mean? Like It's how you change the people. It's how you yeah. affect the people. I think that's the biggest reward. You know, when people can go up to Kobe Bryant and say, I play basketball because of you. Mm-hmm. Somebody can come up, I wanted to do this because of Jason Lee mm-hmm. or Melissa Ford. That is the biggest award that you can get. No, You're for changing sure. a life. For sure. So, yeah. well, listen, um, well, I guess we leave people here with the good word of uh, hug somebody close to you, man, and give everybody their flowers while they're alive. Absolutely. Because all that I wish I could have, would have, I needed to, that doesn't matter when people are gone. Yeah, and and, and yesterday really just highlighted that it, it's not even that tomorrow is not promised. An hour from now is not promised. Mm. You know, every single moment that you're living and breathing and, you know, um, able-bodied and, you know, you can make cons- concise decisions on your life, make them for the positive because, like, time is just, it's a resource that we can't get back. Well, I, ha- I had this thing where I was thinking yesterday that, 
people say, oh, well, you know, black women that die of heart disease at a higher rate or obesity is the reason for heart attacks and strokes and people die from this. You know what everybody on this planet dies from? Car accidents. Death. Life. Right. Because that's the only thing you're promised when you're born. Mm -hmm. You're going to die in mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. how, it die, how it happens or what the rates and all that. Because if you think about it, Kobe was more fit than I am, more rich than I am, more resourceful than I am, more, you know, so you would have never thought that Kobe, I would have never thought that ne Kobe Bryant would pass away. Never. Mm -hmm. And this kind of death just scares us all. It shakes us all to the core where we have to realize, like, what's important? Is it important to be sitting around wasting our time with people that don't fill us up or finding our purpose so we can have somewhat of an influence, even a fraction of the influence mm -hmm. he had? All right. Well, um, I don't know. Anything last moments want to leave people with? It's it's just same the same as what we've been saying. Like time is not on your side. You know, just live your life with. You know, discover what you feel like. You know, is a purposeful you know existence for you, and live that with mm. intention. That's that's it. Absolutely. And in uh, in closing, I have a media coaching course coming up. Look out for that. Okay, mm. you guys. Yes for yes for the self promotion. Wait, I know, love it. Wait, so this book is really important for people who are dealing with trauma or been through anything. I promise if you read it you will be impacted by it and you can share it with other people i know families are sharing it in their house although i'd want you to buy a copy for each of yourselves but just if you want to share it that's fine but god must have forgot about me number one on amazon right now check it out yes, yes. Wait, am i coming on your podcast what's going on motherfucker you're on a goddamn book tour can you please let me know when you back. will come on my little tiny show stop it i will be back <laughs> february 6th uh february 3rd check me out on wendy williams february 5th check me out on the breakfast club or something like that okay so then we'll do it after you get right, off cool. of like the the big high profile you know and shows. i'm having a la dinner for my book that i would like you're you doing that okay you're doing that on like the 7th or the 8th we'll be there. 7th how you know you told me oh Okay, I'm just glad I'm going to be in town for that. She remembered that, but she forgot to remember Tanache. Anyway, stop I'm out. it, Peace. stop it, stop it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> what up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also, don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading. I love sports and I love my wife. I will destroy you. We haven't even started yet. If you're the type of fan who loves to debate Jordan versus LeBron, Lambeau versus Soldier Field, or even the Sandlot versus Major League, you will love listening to our podcast, The Greatest. We ask some of our favorite comedian friends and celebrities to come and constructively argue everything within the world of sports with my comedian and sports fanatic wife, Megan Gailey. And my hilarious writer and comedian husband, CJ Toledano. So listen and follow The Greatest on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.